1: Ready, one, two, three, cue announcer. The number one outdoor radio show.
2: America's most precious resource. A
1: show in which all others will be judged. What's that you kids say again? Booyah. 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 Often imitated, but never duplicated. Ladies and gentlemen, may I present for your intellectual and philosophical pleasure. Live across this great nation and around the world. Welcome to the revolution with Jim and Trav. Presented by Outdoor Channel Sports channel world fishing network and my outdoor tv
3: i said it before and i'll say it again life moves pretty fast you don't stop and look around once in a while you could miss it i bet this is the soundtrack that plays in chris dorsey's mind all the all time all the time you know like anywhere he goes there's music playing
4: it's like the shining you don't realize he's tall all the great ones were tall chris dorsey yeah Guy's really tall. Is he really? John Wayne was tall. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>
3: just, when he stands next, laying to, down, he looks. It. When he stands next to other people, he always looks tall. All right, so we are talking legends of field. Then uh, everyone knows we're obsessed with Chris Dorsey because he's awesome. Uh, Chris Dorsey, he's
4: going to be joining us in just a second for a three-part interview. Yeah, and then after Chris, we're going to have uh, Jeff Lindsay on.
3: Yeah, Jeff Lindsay uh, with the Lindsay way. And uh, again, Chris Dorsey though, make sure you watch Sporting Classics TV. He's the host of that he has an all-new I. Max film out uh, called Wings Over Water. Yeah. Uh, Cat Daddy was going to be on this week, but I think he has Giardia or uh, (laughs) something. He got abducted by aliens, but Cat Daddy's not going to be here this week. That made us sad. No one's going to miss him. (laughs) All right, so Let's get
4: to, hey, Chris Dorsey. Chris
3: Dorsey. Let's do it. You bet. Let's do it. Legends
1: of Field is on the revolution with Jim and Trav this week. I want to go check that stuff out. Now kicking off a three-part interview with Chris Dorsey, producer of Wings Over Water and host of Sporting Classics TV on Outdoor Channel, Saturdays, 12.30 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Here's part one.
4: Hey, as we talk about the legends of field, Chris Dorsey's the guy. He has a degree in natural resource management and English and is among the world's widely traveled sportsmen, having nearly
3: gone to uh, Africa, Jimbo, 50 times, uh, 30 times to South America, and has traveled extensively throughout the U.S., Canada, Europe, and the South Pacific. Uh oh. Just like you.
2: <laughs> yeah. uh,
4: Mr. Chris, how's it going, buddy?
2: <laughs> it's going great, guys. Good to be with you, as always.
4: Well, you know, the excitement is having you on the show because, you know, We've we followed you through your career, you know, from a writer and so forth, all the way through to producing like this uh, the Wings Over Water. I mean, you you do some great stuff.
2: Well, you know, it's been fun. It's uh, it's all been an attempt to avoid honest work, and I think I've been fairly <laughs> successful at that. So
3: he's the only guy that's ever been on our show that's actually died twelve times. <laughs> I mean, Chris has
2: done it all.
3: Okay, <laughs> now the what is it? The fourth season of Sporting Classics TV just kicked off. Outdoor Channel Saturdays, twelve. Uh, thirty P. M. Eastern time. You guys go everywhere on Sporting Classics TV, Mr. Chris.
2: Yeah, you know, the brand is a big adventure brand. Obviously the magazine's been around, I think, about forty years now. And and you know, look, we we shook the hangover of COVID and, and got on planes and and wore our masks to get over there and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, we we were in South Africa, Spain, uh Saskatchewan for waterfowl, big elk Cut down in Colorado, Southern Colorado, Namibia. Took a couple of guys from uh, Umarex and uh, Silencer Central over there, Texas. That was the whole genesis, and I'm glad you noticed.
3: (laughs) Yeah, well, you have a new uh, film out, Wings Over Water. You produced it. It's in, like, IMAX theaters right now. The videography on this movie, if you will, is so breathtaking. You're actually following, like, three groups of uh, uh, birds. you got the Sandhill Crane, the Yellow Warbler, uh, and the Mallard Duck. The progression, watching them fly, everything that happens, that transpires, you know, we wake up and we go to work and we do this and we get in fights and we're happy and we drink and we celebrate the stuff that we we miss first. Yeah, we drink first, then we get in fights, (laughs) then we go to jail. But what we miss in life is so. Amazing, and you guys truly captured the the evolution, the whole process of what these amazing birds go through.
2: Yeah, I mean, the genesis of of that film, the the the, the whole idea around that film happened at the Max McGraw Wildlife Foundation down in, or I should say, up in Chicago. And uh, what they did was Charlie Potter, who's who's been on the conservation game for a long, long time, one of the real visionaries, I think, in, in North American waterfowl conservation brought together the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, the Canadian Wildlife Service, guys from Delta, major philanthropists, Ducks Unlimited, um, you know Ducks Unlimited Canada, and they said, "Look, you know, how do we how do we talk about the North American Wetlands Conservation Act? How do we talk about the the Wetlands Management Plan that's been in place that we're spending billions of dollars on to really save the prairie wetlands, principally of Canada, but also North and South Dakota, and in a little bit of Minnesota, a little bit of Iowa, etc. This 275,000 square mile ecosystem that produces about 70% of the water birds in North America. Yet, unless you're a duck hunter," You've never heard of this place, right? You've heard of the Amazon. You've heard of the Serengeti. You've probably heard of the Everglades. But when it comes to the prairie wetlands, which ecologically is is more important to North America than, than probably any other ecosystem, including the Everglades, et cetera, yet nobody knows anything about it. So how do we celebrate just how important this ecosystem is to the masses, to the mainstream? And the idea behind that is, as David Attenborough always says, look, nobody protects what they don't care about, and they don't care about anything. Until they understand it. And, and the first step in that process was to say, how do we showcase? This ecosystem, this habitat, this amazing gift from the glaciers—these tens of thousands of, of prairie wetlands, little small potholes, and, and uh, this bird-rich nursery—how do we celebrate that? And, and what does it better than the IMAX format? And then, of course, in the process of creating the IMAX film with Academy Award-nominated producers that we brought in and, and the best cinematographers in the world, you know, in the bird space. Then you've got this amazing content that populates everything from television later into streaming platforms into 10,000 school systems that we're we're embedding with in this project across North America. And the idea again is to make a cultural shift, really, in the understanding of of uh, these prairie wetlands and their importance—not just to birds, but to to clean air and to clean water, recharging our ground aquifers and and uh, and give credit to Ducks Unlimited—they they stepped in very. as did Audubon, and said, look, this is on brand for us. We've been uh, preaching this message for a long time, and now we've got this amazing opportunity to to do it in a way that really immerses audiences into that ecosystem and and celebrates it in a way that that no other format really can do. So that was the whole idea, and, and, and it's really... It was less about creating a movie as it was about igniting a, a mission and a, and a movement. And that's that's really what this film's all about. Yeah,
4: well, you're, you're talking about lighting a fire under the general population out there. Then you get some crazy guy that wants to eliminate the Pittman-Robertson Act, which, you know, a lot of the conservation funds come from. What do you think going to happen there?
2: Did you see that one coming? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, this, this is from Only from afar off. <laughs> I, you know, who in their right mind would propose something like that? I mean, it's the dumbest thing I have ever heard of. And, and this is, this number one, it's a self-imposed tax, right? I mean, we as sportsmen, you know, wanted this tax. So, so who exactly doesn't want this tax is, is really the question, I guess. But, yeah, you know, the, the, there's really kind of no end to the stupidity sometimes that comes out of Washington, and this is right up there with with uh, i don't think it has a snowball's chance in hell but <laughs> but uh, hopefully this guy goes this guy goes right back to the uh, under the rock from which he crawled and thinks about you know something else but it's it's lunacy and uh, so i don't even I don't even want to dignify it with comment because it doesn't have a a chance. But uh, yeah, just bizarre, isn't it? Stroke of brilliance there.
3: Uh, Now, Wings Over Water again. um, It's narrated by Michael Keaton, and literally, you watch it, you just get chills. And if you were never a duck hunter or never a conservationist, I'm going to tell you what you're going to find all new purposes in life. You really
5: are
4: duck blind.
3: Yeah. If people want to see this, though, and and we highly encourage you, this really is a must watch for everyone you know everyone in your family where can people mr chris go see wings over water
2: yeah what you ought to do is is go i think it's in about 30 cities right now across uh, north america and then it's opening in in taiwan and mandarin i just i just listened to it in arabic it's opening in dubai so it's wow. it's going to be a a 10 year event Global event, it it stays in these markets for a long time. But go to go to Wings Over Water The Film, I think it is dot com, or just Google Wings Over Water Film, and it'll pop up. And it's got a listing of all the theaters, and it's a couple of theaters in New York, Chicago, St. Louis, Denver, Chattanooga, Orlando, Houston, Galveston. So it's it's kind of playing all over in in sort of scattered environments right now. But it's uh, it's going into Edmonton, Toronto, um, and. the whole idea is to brand that ecosystem is, is top of mind, if you will, as is, is, uh, the Amazon or the Serengeti. So that's that's the mission we're, we're engaged in right now, and it seems to be going pretty well.
4: You bet. Hey, we got to take a break. Can you stick around? You bet. Hey, we're talking with Chris Dorsey. He is a producer of Wings Over Water, the original Maverick. That's right. He is also the host of Sporting Classics TV. All-new season four just kicked
3: off uh, Outdoor Channel, Saturdays, 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time. This has been presented, though, by Outdoor Channel Sportsman channel world fishing network and my outdoor tv mr chris before we get to a break you're coming back to learn more about you sporting classics tv wings over water uh, everything you have going on where can we find you online buddy
2: you know instagram is probably a, a good place we up that uh, update that constantly so it's just sporting classics tv you bet you know? hey we got more chris dorsey right after this
1: The Revolution with Jim and Trav. A show about two men who share the love of the outdoors and each other.
3: Forget you, Jim. I don't
1: really care. Well, sometimes. Everybody
6: hurts. We pulled that one together. Yeah. (laughs) Don't move. The boys will return right after these messages. There's a lot of big bass in this lake. The Tackle Warehouse Pro Circuit, presented by Fuel Me, is back in action.
4: Hey, fool! Yeah!
7: They're here. I know they're here. We got to make this happen.
6: The country's top bass fisheries. Gotcha. The world's best anglers. If we're swinging for the fences for this one. The race for the title is on. Major League Fishing's Tackle Warehouse Pro Circuit Sundays at 2 p.m. Eastern on Sportsman Channel
0: high mountain seasonings do yourself a flavor with over 200 different items and look for the bucking horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com
1: Welcome back to The Revolution with Jim and Trav and Legends Afield. Now let's get back to Chris Dorsey, producer of Wings Over Water and host of Sporting Classics TV on Outdoor Channel, Saturdays, 12.30 p.m. Eastern, presented by My Outdoor TV. Stream on your favorite device or download to watch anywhere, anytime. My Outdoor TV at myoutdoortv.com.
4: This is part two hey we're back we're talking legends of field and our legend this week is chris dorsey now you have been all over the place literally the entire world there's not any landscape
3: you probably haven't touched where is your ultimate favorite place to go not just for the hunting but for scenery for culture just the diversity of it where is your favorite place mr chris
2: you know, there's there's one landscape that I just think is is absolutely special. People, people who go there kind of refer to it as Eden. It's what you would imagine Eden look like, and it's it's called the Okavango Delta of of Botswana, and and it really it's formed by a, a river that flows through the Kalahari and and under the sand through the sand gets purified for hundreds of miles, spills into this delta that never finds a sea, never finds an ocean, and it forms from space. It looks like a giant hand of -hmm. of water and it's a giant oasis basically and in that you've got The big five, you got elephants, lion, leopard, you know, rhino, hippo, crocodile. You've, you've got this whole menagerie of the best of Africa, this, this giant pool of charismatic megafauna that live in that environment. But the water is gin clear. You can drink the water. I've, I've hunted buffalo there. I've hunted other critters in, in the Okavango Delta and, and you'll get into a Makoro, which is just a dugout canoe. And they'll start pulling you along in the waters three or four feet deep, and you're actually tracking buffalo, looking through the, the the clear water to the tracks and the mud at the bottom. And then you get to an island where the buffalo has walked onto an island, you get off the Makoro, you start tracking the, the buffalo onto the island. Maybe it stays on that island, you encounter the, the buffalo there, or it continues to move onto the next island through the water. So you you know continue this this journey through this amazing oasis and all the while you're looking at huge elephants the biggest elephants in africa are found really in botswana giant bodied beasts that are are really dinosaur-like they're amazing and uh, so you're you're just you're just wowed by this incredible ecosystem and the fact that you're hunting there is just the excuse to be there and, and that to me, you know, again, and, and then the other part of that question is, who are you hunting with, right? Yeah. I mean, if, if you're hunting with somebody that, that you really enjoy, whether it's a family member, a friend or, or whatever, that, that to me is a, a big part of the equation too. And, and so, you know, when it comes to sharing time, whether it's in a duck blind, you know, kind of a social deal where you can talk in between flights or you're hunting over a, a, a pointing dog for Bobway quail, those are all things that, that to me are pretty rich. I once had a guy tell me, and this this is a guy that was probably in his 80s, I guess at the time, down in South Georgia, a very successful business guy, who owned a, a lovely plantation down there, and he said, look. You know, at the end of the day, you can hunt all over the world. But I promise you, Chris, you will come home to Bob White Quail over pointing dogs. And, I, you know, I kind of laughed at the time. But I think the, the more I think about it, the older I get, the more I realize I think he's probably right.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, what's amazing is with Dorsey Pictures. I mean, you guys, the technology you use, the the masses that you draw together, the huge crowds, what your company the does talent. is phenomenal. But when you pick a place, you pick the most remote place ever. I, I think that's yeah. really funny how, when you choose where you want to go, you pick some place that is, let's face it, 200 years back in time. Um, I think that says a lot about you.
2: Well, I, I think you're really perceptive. I, I think, I think when we do that, it, it's obviously not by accident. And, yeah, and uh, and we have some resources, some abilities to do some things in the production realm that that probably a lot of other outdoor producers don't have. So we try and leverage that, and we also have a massive library. We have 150,000 HD hours in our library of field sports from across the globe. Wow! But but for instance, we just got back from a, a shoot down in Bolivia for the the giant golden dorado right up in the yeah. mountains you you fly into santa cruz and you take a charter flight a couple of hours into the middle of this gigantic reserve which is just a just hundreds of square miles of uh, thousands of square miles of of jungle so it's this pristine ecosystem where these giant golden dorado which is a it, it, it's a if there's a a greater freshwater game fish, I don't know of it. Mm. I mean, they are savage in their take. They're striking in their beauty. And, uh, and when you, when you drop a fly and strip a fly in front of their nose and they take it, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's an electrical surge that comes up your arm. I mean, it's just this amazing tiger by the tail moment. And they're, they're in the air as much as they're underwater when they're fighting. Mm. And, uh, you know, talking about a 20, 25 pound fish. So we, you know, we really wanted to celebrate that. And part of when we go to these places, if we're going to do that, if we're going to go to the the, the trouble, the expense, the whatever to get to these places. Our mission there is to really showcase it in a way that nobody has ever seen. I, you know, there's been a few shows done in that part of the world, but not a lot. But if we're going to do it, we want to do it in a way that, that brings some mojo to it, really does celebrate that ecosystem, the environment itself, the story of the species, the conservation issues facing it. And, and so you come away with a story and an understanding of something and a piece of the world that, that you didn't know anything about 30 minutes earlier. Mm. And, and, uh, and I guess you know, for me, it's like standing on the shoulders of Kurt Gowdy and the American sportsman, right? That's, I grew up in, in a small town of Wisconsin, and, and we had three TV stations at the time. And on, by God, Sunday afternoons on ABC, there was going to be Kurt Gowdy, and the American sportsman, somewhere in the universe, hunting some <laughs> critter I had never seen before, never heard of, in, in a place that uh, I didn't even know existed. And after that show, I mean, I, I was just connected to the planet in a way that I had never had been. It was it was really a window into a world I didn't know, but I was sure hungry to understand. And and I think all we're doing now is kind of continuing that great legacy of, of Kurt and the American sportsman. And so, you know, kudos to you for recognizing that. That really has been a mission of ours for a long time.
4: Well, I think you uh, reinstated the uh, armchair adventurer because it seems like whenever I watch one of your shows. It's like I have been there And uh, and that's the way I felt with Kirk Gowdy Because he was my go-to guy on Sunday afternoons And it, yeah, it just yeah. seems that, that you are America's storyteller
2: well, I I think in that space, you know, look, it all started what painting on cave walls ten thousand years ago, <laughs> and 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 I I think basically what we're doing now is is sort of the highbrow version of painting on cave walls, and that's okay, you know. I mean, at the at the end of the day, we're story creatures, you know. We are creatures of the story, and and I think that's really all we're trying to do is tell a story and and uh, share a dream and and celebrate something that, you know, look a, a lot of people work hard all week long and and they just want a break. They just want a little escape and if we can provide that some entertainment, a little bit of education and maybe inspire them to be a part of a cause to help save some of these wonderful pieces of the planet then, you know, then mission accomplished.
4: You bet. Hey, we gotta take another break, but guy, can you stick around for another session?
2: Look forward to it.
4: All right. hey, we're talking with Chris Dorsey. He's the producer of Wings Over Water. It's an IMAX film. Also, he hosts uh, Sporting Classic Television on Outdoor Channel Sunday. No, yeah. it's 12.30. Saturdays, 12.30 p.m. Eastern time. and this I mean, has been, It should be Sunday, too. It should be every single day of the week. <laughs> uh, this has been
3: presented by My Outdoor TV. Stream on your favorite device or download to watch anywhere, anytime. My Outdoor TV at MyOutdoorTV.com. Just hop on there. Just uh, search Chris Dorsey. So much stuff is going to come up on My Outdoor TV. The Limpopo will come up. Again, before we get to a break, Mr. Chris, to learn more about you, where can we find you online?
2: You know, Sporting Classics TV Instagram really uh, is is the best place. You bet. Hey, more Chris Dorsey, right after this,
1: you're on the revolution with Jim and Trev.
6: If not, what America will do for you, the voice, but what together we can do of America
1: for the freedom of man. Stick around, the revolution will
6: continue right after these important messages. The hunters are ready, the game is moving, action is guaranteed. It's the next generation of European-style driven hunts. Pursue species like fallow deer and wild boar with world-class marksmen on some of Sweden and Germany's most sacred hunting grounds. That is action to the finest. What a drive. Driven Hunts 2. Presented by Aimpoint. Saturdays at 5.30 p.m. on Outdoor Channel.
1: Something stupid thanks for tuning into the revolution with jim and trav and legends Field. once again here's chris dorsey producer of wings over water and host of sporting classics tv on outdoor channel saturdays 12 30 p.m eastern brought to you by yamaha's proven off-road atvs and side-by-side vehicles check them out at yamaha motorsports.com here's part three
4: Hey, as we continue Legends of field, you know, our resident legend is Chris Dorsey. He's the producer of Wings Over Water and IMAX Film and the host of Sporty Classics TV on Outdoor Channel, Saturdays at 1230 Eastern Time.
3: Now, Dorsey Pictures, you guys, I mean, you produce so much stuff. Uh, you focus a lot on Alaska. Um, and I love building Alaska and everything you guys do. I think those shows are so much fun. Is that like a personal pet peeve for you? Like you love Alaska and you like to showcase it? Why? You know, I I would kind of like to know that because I've watched every single season. I always look forward to everything you guys do. Is that because you are so heavily invested? You love Alaska. The last frontier. Is that why you have those shows there?
2: You know, uh, that's part of it, but it's also because Alaska itself is such a great character. And oh, every yeah. time you produce in Alaska, you kind of do it on, on the terms of the weather conditions, the natural environment. So yeah, building Alaska, the genesis of that was a, was a bear hunt I did on Kodiak Island. And, uh, I was, I was bear hunting. We were filming, I think it was a Ram Outdoorsman episode or maybe World of Beretta back then. I can't recall. And, uh, and and so the the guide up there was using a predator call, and he he calls in a brown bear, and, and this was a ten foot four brown bear, a huge brown bear, late season. Wow! And I shoot it at about ten steps. You know, camera's <laughs> over my shoulder. The bear's pops up over a little bit of a knoll that we were on, and he's literally ten steps away, and it was this really dramatic encounter, and and it was a it was a holy. I still have people. This is like fifteen years ago. I still have people maybe actually like 18, 19 years ago, I, people come up to me and go, you're that guy on Kodiak. You know, they, they still remember that clip. And uh so it, this guy said, hey, after we got done with the bear hunt, I'm gonna I'm gonna be building a new cabin. He, you know, Bob May speaks like Tom Baudet. You know, it's, it's a leap of light on for you kind of guy. You know, real matter of fact. Yeah, yeah. Like was you know, I shoot the bear at ten steps. He goes, was that close enough for you? <laughs> <laughs> so he's just this sort of natural character of yeah. Alaska. He says, I'm gonna be building a new cabin right there. I said, Bob, there's already a cabin right there. He goes, Yep, <laughs> but there won't be for long. And so I, I'm I'm looking at the camera guy, going, All right, you got to just start rolling on this and. So he takes a giant cable, wraps it all the way around this cabin, takes it down to his trawler 150 feet into the water and jerks that thing down to the beach, just rips it right off the foundation. Of course, we're rolling on this. And then he lights this giant bonfire, just burns it up. (laughs) And then he says, yep, I'm going to build it right back here. The new cabin is going right there. So oh I'm, I'm, you know, I'm making notes. This sort of a holy shit moment, and <laughs> and uh, you know, I, I can't wait to get back to HGTV. And I said, guys, so I we we put together a little tape and shipped it off to them, and it was HGTV and DIY, the same scripts company. And and um, so I shot him a note, and I think it was John Feld, the executive over there. And I said, you know, hey, have you checked your inbox yet? And no. And I said, well, watch this clip and then call me. And you know, ten minutes later, I get a call, and he goes, holy. You know this, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah, there's guys all over Alaska that build like this, and uh, you know they gotta they gotta float their stuff in. They gotta take it over over frozen lakes and stuff with snow machines in the dead of winter to move the materials in to build this. And you know they got bears wandering around their build site and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, 14 seasons later of building Alaska, and it's on. I think it's in 170 countries, and yeah, it's it's been quite a hit.
3: Now you gotta tell me again, uh, Chris Dor- See he's a producer of wings over water uh, Just google it find out where It is playing he's also the host of sporting Classics TV all new season four outdoor channel saturdays 12 30 p.m. Eastern time how did a Young man in wisconsin um, grow up to be Chris Dorsey. I, I mean, you know, you take Ernest His Hemingway,
4: dad named him you Chris
3: have Dorsey. Ernest Hemingway, and then you have the dude like the Dosecchi's the most interesting guy in the world. You smash them together, <laughs> little John Wayne sprinkled on top, and that's Chris Dorsey. How did you go from this young man with a passion for the outdoors in Wisconsin to who you are now.
2: Yeah, you know, it's funny when I grew up in Wisconsin as a as a farm kid and and uh, loved the outdoors, hunting and fishing obviously and and then I went to the University of Wisconsin at Stevens Point, which is the, the largest undergrad natural resource college in the country. And uh, I thought I was going to be a crick dick at that point. You know, I wanted to be a game warden. And, oh, yeah. And, uh, and then I realized, you know, those guys have to work during the hunting season. I don't, <laughs> I don't really want to do that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I started shadowing game wardens, you know, during uh, during my time at Stevens Point. It's, you know, great guys doing a great service. But uh, I thought, hmm, maybe I should think about something in the uh, communications realm and, and really had a couple of great English professors up there and, and uh, got me into writing. I started writing for Field and Stream magazine was writing outdoor columns for the uh the wisconsin state journal the milwaukee journal you know the two biggest newspapers in the state when i was at uh at steven's point and became the editor of the student newspaper there and and really it was just an excuse to kind of hone my craft in in storytelling and and blend the uh, the biology background with the communications background and and that's uh that's been the path you know it's been <laughs> it's been a windy twisty road but it's uh you know, it's been a lot of fun. Whether you know working at Hunting Magazine in the early days, or David Morris, actually from Bucks of Tecumseh, hired me out of college to run magazines at at Game and Fish magazines out of Atlanta. And, oh wow! You know, many years, many years later, we ended up doing a, a TV series with with he and Jeff Foxworthy on on Outdoor Channel and NBC Sports. And so it's, uh yeah, it's been a you know a labor of love. I mean, what a great industry we live in, right? Yeah. There's, uh, the thing about this industry is. You know, jerks don't last very long, and uh, so you got you got a <laughs> yeah. you got, got a lot of good folks in this industry who share a passion and a and a love for the outdoors and conservation. So you're you're instantly bonded with anybody in this category. I think just by virtue of that lifestyle, and and I love it. You know, it's a lot of fun, and my kids are really into it. I love getting the kids on the shows, and you know, this son of mine who loves to fly fish, Nate, is just a he can cast a country mile. A fly fly just goes forever. You mm-hmm. Too, so he could really get that fly out there, and he just mopped up the the river in Bolivia catching golden dorado. Mm. Kind of irritated me just a little bit, to be real <laughs> honest. But you know, he could have saved a couple for me. But uh, anyway, it was it was so much fun, and and he's become such a great fly fisherman. He ties his own flies, and wow, and he's a good good kid. And and Luke is a huge hunter. He's on this season. He shoots a, a fantastic elk down in southern Colorado on a ten thousand foot. Uh Hunt, you know we're way, way way up there in the in the late season of Colorado hunting elk and I think it's just a magnificent bowl. You know, it was, it was just a spectacular show and, and hunt. So yeah, you know, and that's that's the whole deal, right? I mean, the fact that you can share it with your family and and you know, obviously, you guys are sharing this experience together. Um, That that to me is the magic of the whole thing. And and I always talk to them about being advocates for the space, for the category, for conservation in general, and really having the words and and being able to articulate, you know, the the pros of of what hunting and and it does for conservation and what we need to do as stewards of the environment and, and that role that we play as, as leaders and it's the voice that we bring as sportsmen that really is so important to conservation across the board.
4: You bet. Hey, we've been talking with Chris Dursey. He's the producer of Wings Over Water and IMAX Film and the host of Sporting Classics TV on our Channel, Saturdays at 1230 Eastern Time. Exactly, and this has been brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Hop
3: online, check them out, YamahaMotorsports.com. Jimbo, Hooper we got coming up next us yeah it is us with <laughs> jeff Lindsay. uh he's the host of the Lindsay way that's outdoor channel tuesdays 7 30 p.m eastern time again mr chris god bless it you're so awesome man wings
2: over so water great to be with you guys yeah, yeah sporting
3: classics tv where can we find you online buddy
2: yeah i would do sporting classics tv instagram is really the best place all right that's where you got to go jeff Lindsay. right after this mr chris you're awesome man hey that was a lot of fun always fun guys
1: Mrs. Bunny has a giblet, and she likes to shake her tail feathers. I hear she mates with men. Yes! Then eats them.
4: Ah. By the way, did we tell you that old Trav and Bunnies have another little one? We're going to make sure it's not yours. Oh, oh, no! No, no, I ain't ever crossed the state line.
6: (laughs) She's sexy and she knows it.
3: This girl is hot. You sound beautiful.
6: Experience the global hunt for adventure.
3: All of a sudden there's like three bull sharks around me.
6: Those are aggressive sharks. With Donald Trump Jr. and the Field Ethos team. I'm going to Colorado to work at a bar and fly fish and hunt. I'm sure your dad loved it. Hey. Yeah, that. we went over great. They're adventure seekers with hunting, fishing, travel, and conservation embedded in their DNA. Field Ethos. Thursdays at 9 p.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel and watch extended cuts exclusively on My Outdoor TV. Want to get your kids involved after the hunt? Try our new hot
1: dog making kit that they are sure to love. High Mountain Seasonings is your one-stop shop for everything delicious. Visit us online at HIMTNJerky.com. That's HIMTNJerky.com. The Revolution with Jim and Trav is on the air Talking legends of field on today's broadcast Alright, let's hit it Now kicking off a two-parter with Jeff Lindsay Co-host of The Lindsay Way on Outdoor Channel Tuesday, 7.30pm Eastern Presented by Outdoor Channel Sportsman Channel World Fishing Network And My Outdoor TV This is part one
4: Hey, we are back. We're talking Legends of Field on this week's show. And before the break, we had a legend himself, old Chris Dorsey. He's a producer of Wings Over Water and also Sporty Classics TV on Outdoor Channel. People didn't know this, but Jeff Lindsay
3: actually taught Chris Dorsey how to hunt.
4: He he actually bought all his land. He
3: (laughs) mentored Chris Dorsey, not just about being joined by the big buck slayer, Jeff Lindsay. He is the co-host alongside his dad, David, the Lindsay Way Outdoor Channel. All new season seven, Tuesdays, 7.30 p.m. Eastern
4: time mr jeff how's it going buddy i'm doing great guys how y'all doing doing great now now uh you know before we uh went on the air uh you were talking about you just came off the water there down in the gulf shores uh catching a few uh fish what to eat
7: yeah we uh we caught some really big black drum. we caught a 28 and 34 pounder and those were like you know 30 year old fish so they're full of parasites and worms so we turned those loose <laughs> but we caught a couple smaller ones that are gonna be excellent table fair here in the next couple of days
3: yeah no you gotta tell me i was reading something man uh you put out a camera the bog blood moon i think i don't know when you put it out like in november of last year uh yes, you, checked, Illinois. you checked it in july it had eight thousand six hundred twenty photos on it and a hundred percent battery life
7: how in the heck does that yeah. happen how did that happen well it you know, it's pretty common with those bogs. They're great. And it doesn't matter if it's a lithium battery or it's a double A battery from Dollar General. They have always been really good cameras. And a lot of people, oh, yeah, mine will take 20,000 images. Hey, these will too, but it's just amazing. It went through the seasons. The 8,500 picks wasn't the big thing. The big thing is it went through all of the rest of fall, all of winter, and was still firing 100%. And, and you know, yeah, um, it's not the only camera that, that can do that, but, um, it's definitely the best one we've ever used just as far as you know unbelievable battery life and I just figured I just kept seeing all these people post oh my gosh looking so expensive yada 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 so I just put it on there and everybody just went crazy about it but it's a that is an added plus that it only takes six of those batteries and it's just a beast yeah. cuz we run about 200 trail cams a oh, year that's gee we got them all over the country. <laughs>
3: yeah, now two hundred trail cameras, the reason you have them out to take inventory, watch the bucks grow, put together a hit list, right? Now That's right. you you That's know, right. you, you can't be in that many states at the same time keeping Checking track him. of everything. And so when you're putting a hit list together, I a really great story that old Kansas buck you took, man, he wasn't the biggest racked buck, but he was the biggest body deer. What like two hundred and eighty pounds, correct?
4: Yeah, he was he was
3: a
7: giant body deer.
3: Yeah, now when you put together your hit list, uh, what is the criteria of what you're looking for? Is it size? Is it weight? Is it maturity? What defines a shooter buck to Jeff Lindsay?
7: For me, it's a hundred percent age. I'd rather shoot you know a deer like I shot in Kansas, a 135 inch, uh, you know nine or ten point buck that's seven or eight years old, than I would shoot a 160. That's a three or four year old deer. Any all day long. That's just how I am. That's what makes me happy. I'm kind of the anti-TV hunter. You know, I don't really do the best job shooting the biggest buck all the time. I just like to shoot them when I feel like that deer is kind of at the top of his game. And not every deer is Michael Jordan. You know, obviously some of these guys that they get high graded, people don't shoot or they're just old and wary. But you know, for us, just overall Iowa, Illinois, Kansas, we found when they get to that seven, eight years old, their their rack is the best it'll ever be and, and that's when i like taking them It just that's what means a lot to me now in georgia they'll peak about five four or five sometimes so we we got a little bit different strategy down there that we've learned over the years but just in the midwest that's kind of my thing i just i love those big bodied deer and and if it doesn't have you know the, the biggest rack that's that's on the hit list i i don't care if it's if it's a real old mature deer, that's a that's a trophy to me all day long.
4: Yeah, well, you know, I've hunted from uh, South Texas all the way up to Northern Manitoba, and it seems like it's in the in the extremes. I'm talking South Texas in the brush country; you got the big body deer, and when you when yeah. you shoot them, if they've got a big rack, they're really big because that animal's big. You go up to Manitoba, and uh, those deer up there—they look like Hereford. Cows uh, up there. (laughs) They're so doggone big. And the thing is, do they get to taste better at that age and that size, or are you just kind of a roll of the dice on what you get?
7: We we can't tell the difference. We just – we just like eating them. Yeah. Even
3: the freezer's full. <laughs> now, uh, again, hanging out with Mr. Jeff Lindsay, the co-host of the Lindsay Way, all new Season 7 Outdoor Channel, Tuesdays, 7.30 uh, p.m. Eastern Time. Now, in your own personal opinion, Mr. Jeff, you know, you can open Outdoor Life, Field & Stream, whatever it may be, any OSG, let's say, publication, uh, and everyone, every single year has their up-and-coming big-buck states. They have predictions. These are These are the states to come in the coming years in your opinion what do you think personally um let's say in the next two three five years is going to be the big buck mecca which state in your opinion is going to be heralded as the champ
7: in my opinion, it'll as long as Iowa, you know, just limits the number of non-resident tags, it'll always be Iowa. Southern really? Iowa, yeah. The bottom two counties are the best. But that being said, it takes four or five years to draw a bow tag, so you know we get a lot of messages. Hey, I got, I want to go kill a big buck out of state. Nine times out of ten, I'm going to tell that person to go hunt Kansas because Kansas, you've got a legitimate shot to hunt there every year, mm-hmm. and the entire state is good. There's no other state for whitetails. That you can go from one corner to the next, north, south, east, west, whatever, and it be as solid overall as Kansas, in my opinion. It's just the whole state is good. Not a ton of pressure. It's a very diverse habitat from the eastern side to the western side. So, the biggest deer, in my opinion, will always be in southern Iowa. But there, Kansas has giants as well. Overall, it is tough to
3: be yeah now you were talking about you know age structure just a little bit ago mr jeff and you know you you talk to a lot of guys like jim shockey and i mean he's taking bucks up in you know canada and they're like 10 years old yeah and you're saying you know they're in georgia due to you know conditions so on and so forth they're really hitting that peak age around five what is it in georgia that's making them
7: mature uh so early those deer in Georgia just don't live as long, and, and which is kind of weird. I mean, and, you yeah. know, you got all these subspecies of white tails over the U.S. Um, but the deer in Georgia, they're in a much warmer climate. Um, but that, we just do not get the really, really old deer, but they just start falling off so quick in Georgia. You know, and I was in South Texas hunting last year in the Golden Triangle, and those guys, they swear their, their deer peak at eight years old and even nine sometimes. Wow. So, you know, Georgia, I feel like at that age, those deer are going to be dead. Now, and I <laughs> that's, that's, that's about what I would agree, seven, eight years old. But I don't know. It's one of those things that, uh, you know, I, I know Mississippi State has been a, done a bunch of research on that, on when they peak and antler-wise and all. But um, I don't think they got the, the overall, you know, they got pine trees, pine cones, and, uh, you know, gr- variety of native grasses to eat in the south but in the midwest you know that buck wakes steps up out of his bed right before dark he's got to decide if he wants to go to a bean field a corn field or an alfalfa field you know so and we try to replicate that the best we can in the south but you just cannot replicate the food that you know that corn belt region has
4: yeah hey Jeff, we got to take a break can you stick around I can. Okay. Hey, we're talking with Jeff Lindsay. He's a co-host of The Lindsay Way on Outdoor Channel, Tuesdays at 7.30 Eastern Time. That's right. All new season
3: seven currently airing. Uh, And This has been presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, My Outdoor TV. Mr. Jeff, to learn more about you, The Lindsay Way, everything you guys have going on, upcoming episodes, your partners, man. Where can we find you online?
7: Hey, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, just The Lindsay Way. No Faces. We're hard to miss on there.
4: <laughs> you bet.
7: Hey, more at, at Jeff. Times, you know, what
4: I'm <laughs> posting you <a> photos. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. right. <laughs> uh, more Jeff Lindsay right after this. Don't go anywhere. The
1: revolution with Jim and Trav will return after these important messages. In the meantime, you could watch YouTube videos of Travis eating hot dogs. Um, nom, nom, or check out JimandTrav.com for some outdoor awesomeness. The Revolution with Jim and Travis back with Legends of Field. Now, let's get back to the boys and Jeff Lindsay, co-host of The Lindsay Way on Outdoor Channel, Tuesday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern, brought to you by High Mountain Seasonings. Visit them to spice up your wild game cuisine at himtnjerky.com. Here's part two.
4: Hey, we're back. We're talking legends of field, And of course, one of the legends that I like to watch is old Jeff Lindsay. He's a host of the Lindsay way on outdoor channel and it airs Tuesday nights at seven 30 Eastern time. Yeah. Now you kind of got your start for a lot of people
3: that don't know. Most people do know what you were a videographer for jury outdoors. Is that how it kind of started?
7: That's right. Yeah. Me and my dad were on their team uh, for about seven years and those guys kind of, you know, gave us our start and put us in a good position. We were on dream season, uh, the uh, hunting competition show for years, and yeah. um, we just we wanted to do a little more with our family and, and, and kind of do our own thing, spread our own message, and, and that's why we kind of just stepped into it.
3: Yeah, now you guys have been in the outdoor industry for quite a while. The Lindsay Way, such a fun show, watching you and your family and your dad and everything. Um, but from when you started in the outdoor industry until now the landscape has completely changed. Times are a lot tougher. Is it more difficult now per se to be even though you're a well established hunter, you got a great reputation, awesome following, is it harder now than when you guys first started off?
7: I would say so overall. It's probably tougher to get in the industry just because it's it's tougher to get, I guess, not to the top, but closer to the top. But anybody can get into it right now. You just got to have, a, you know, an awesome YouTube page or 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 just be different on, you know, Instagram, TikTok, or whatever. And, you know, you can really start to – and there's different ways you can get paid online, from your views on YouTube or your ads, you know, Instagram reels, whatever. So it's, in my opinion, easier to get in it, but it may be – it's probably tougher – you know, in, in that opinion, it just takes a lot more work to kind of get to the top, just because we're in. We're definitely in more of a digital age
4: now. Yeah. You know, I, uh, I started watching uh, outdoor television, geez, way back in the 70s and 80s. And, of course, I, I always like to watch to the point where you got up to the time when they're going to release the arrow or, you know, squeeze the trigger, and they never showed the kill shot. And then all of a sudden, something changed overnight, and now they're showing mm-hmm. kill shots. What do you think? Is that something that uh, that you don't mind, or do you think that the uh, the people understand what's going on?
7: I don't mind. I mean, as long as it's tastefully done, you know, I you hear a lot of people oh, social media, would be the death of hunting and <laughs> this, that, and the other, you know, my opinion is just anything you ever post, just say, Hey, does this put hunting and the sport of hunting, bow hunting, gun hunting, whatever, whatever weapon or whatever animal you're taking, does it put it in a positive light? If you ask yourself that before you hit, you know, publish on YouTube or Instagram or anything, I think that's what well, to preserve something we love for the longest time, you know, because, I got three kids of my own now. And once you start getting that, you, you see, you start thinking about them You're like, man, I want this to be just as good for them when they get my age and be able to enjoy what I've enjoyed with my family. So, uh, you try to start putting stuff like that first and, and really trying to pay attention to, to what you post. And sometimes I post some stuff that, that, uh, you know, maybe I wasn't thinking right or something like that. And then I'm not scared that if I make a mistake, I'll, I'll delete it, redo it, whatever. But. That's just kind of been our motto.
3: That's right. All right, Mr. Jeff Lindsay, the co host of the Lindsay Way Outdoor Channel, Tuesdays, seven thirty PM Eastern time. Now tell us this all new season seven. What can we come to expect? What can we look forward to?
7: Well, we do a little bit of everything. We got an episode of duck hunting, elk hunting, and then predominantly, you know, we're we're deer hunters. You know, Iowa, Illinois, Kansas, Mississippi, Georgia, you know, all all over the board. Uh we hunt hard, we have a lot of fun, a lot of laughs, a lot of a lot of mature deer get seen. You can get shot here and there, so uh it, it, we have a good time. We're, we're blessed to be able to do what we do,
4: and Appreciate you guys having me on today. You bet. Hey, we gotta leave it right there. We've to talk with Jeff Lindsay. He's a co-host of the Lindsay Way on Outdoor our channel Tuesdays at seven thirty Eastern time in their seventh season. Exactly. And this has been brought to you by High Mount Seasonings. Visit them online to spice
3: up any of your wild game cuisine at H I M T N jerky.com. Again, Mr. Jeff, to learn more about you and the Lindsay Way. Where can we find you online?
7: Thelindsayway.com so or Instagram or Facebook. Just put in the Lindsay Way and there we'll be. All right. Gotta get to
6: a
4: break. We will
6: Return right after this. Stay right there. The
1: Revolution with Jim and Trav will return right after these messages. Any adventure, any task, any time, there's a Yamaha Utility ATV for any ride and any rider. See the full lineup at YamahaMotorsports.com. Adventure seekers can start with the trail-tested capability and comfort of the Yamaha Grizzly lineup. For the ultimate in mid-size ATV performance, check out the Yamaha Kodiak 450. And for those who mix work and pleasure, the Yamaha Kodiak 700 line devours chores and leaves room for adventure. Find your utility ATV at your local Yamaha dealer or at YamahaMotorsports.com. That's YamahaMotorsports.com.
0: ATVs are recommended for use only by riders aged 16 years and older. ATVs can be hazardous to operate. Yamaha recommends an approved training course. For safety and training information, see your dealer or call 1-800-887-2887.
5: I'm Al Simon, 91 years young. I created Balance 7 20 years ago. At 67 I went to see the doctor for the first time in my life and found I, that I had medical problems. He told me that it was normal for my age. I don't believe God intended us to be sick and old. I decided to find something to bring my health back. For 10 years I studied pH and how important it is to the human system. Balance 7 gave me back what I lost by getting older. I no longer get out of bed with a joint discomfort. Balance 7 can do for you what it has done for me and many others. In three days' time, you'll feel more energy, less joint discomfort, and clarity of thinking. No doctor or hospital can do what Balance 7 can do for you. Balance 7 is the key to unlocking the healthy immune system. Bring your body back to balance. Order now. Receive free shipping with the code word L. Go to Balance7.com. That's Balance7.com. Order now and get your free shipping and a free gift with your order. Go to Balance7.com. Use the code word L.
4: Great show, everyone! We just gotta get out of here. Man, this is it! Oh no! This sounds serious and real!
1: This concludes the revolution with Jim and Trav this week.
3: What the hell are you still doing here?
1: Don't forget to drop the boys some feedback and stay in touch
4: at jimandtrav.com. Hey, What a great show this week. We had old Chris Dorsey. You heard him. Yep. Man, he is everywhere. Uh, he's everywhere you want to be in other places, too. Plus, we had Jeff Lindsay. This was a very fun, informative show. It was a great show. Yep. Last word, Jimbo. Hey, last word is get out there. It's summertime. It's hot. Make sure you stay hydrated and put sunblocker on. And uh, hammer home firearm safety.
3: That's what you have to do. And go to JimboTrap.com. That's very important right there. Some life lessons. Uh, We return next week. Peace out, boys and girls. We love them, Jimbo, don't we? Yes, we do. Thank you so much for listening and God bless the USA.
1: Holy heat waves, it's Dog Days Outdoors this week on The Revolution As Jim and Trav find cool ways to chill out outdoors Starting off, Cat Daddy will dive straight into the bean hole Tim Anello from Inside Outdoors will dish bow fishing tips And Melissa Bachman of Winchester Deadly Passion Will cap things off with exciting outdoor family adventures The Revolution is presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV Saturdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern on the Voice America Variety
6: Channel